Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere wear with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a geek first retrospective i am the little travis snail and i'm joined by i am mr fantastic kirkland patzer i am the stop motion dylan muss i am the cuss taylor field Kirkland, did you think that you were going to have Mr. Fantastic in the bag, or were you worried that someone else was going to take it from you when you're booting that no, name up today? No, I wasn't really worried um, because I wasn't really planning on it. I just kind of joined the room, and I'm like, oh, I still have 20-Minute Man. That's not me. So then I changed it. Mm. It's true. That's true. It was only Taylor I was really competing with, and I was technically in the StreamYard room before him. I know right. he popped in the, the actual video beforehand, but yeah. I heard more words than he has had. So. Mm. <sighs> Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> we are doing a retrospective for uh, Mr. Oh, God, I always screw this. this. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Now, you might be asking. It doesn't asking, help with my name. It's confusing you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to look yeah. at it and be like, oh, that's the movie. You might be asking, are you doing a George Clooney retro or is there a Fantastic Mr. Fox 2 or what's going Is it a Wes Anderson retro? Why is this happening? Well, I'm going to jump to usual what we do at the end of the plug. This is on Patreon off so you can support us and 
get all this good jazz and everything like that. But at the very top tier, the Patreon producer, which is the Phase 4 tier, when you join that, you get every single benefit we have. And also, as like a nice little give back, you get to pick a movie that we've never retrospected before. Usually what we ask people is just something we haven't done on the podcast before and something not a part of a franchise. And we've had some good ones. We've had some bad ones. What's today going to be? We're not sure. But Josh Wright, a big thank you for being a Patreon producer. For now, met multiple months. And you know, I said, hey, I, because I think you joined uh, in May. I said, hey, we got a really stacked schedule, but we're going to do around summer. So, oh, absolutely, doesn't matter. Just get to it whenever you can. And uh, yeah, so that's what you can do in the future. But Joshua, a big thank you to uh, supporting the podcast. And I, I hope you enjoy this review. I, I don't know what it's going to be like, so I'm just telling you now. I hope, hope it's good. But uh, yeah, links are down below. Audio, video, Discord, where they can find our separate feeds, podcast network feeds, the schedule, Manscaped, use the podcast, go GV Pod, 20% off free worldwide shipping. Taylorfield, where can they find that when we post out episodes? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us with your internet connection in the search bar, Geekverse.ca is our home base, Geekverse Cast, our Twitter, Geekverse on our Facebook. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go around the room here, and I'm going to start with you, Taylor Field, of one, have you ever seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? And if you have, tells your experience and obviously if you haven't whatnot and another one to put a little wrinkle in because i don't think this is going to be i'm curious where you guys are have you seen many and maybe i'm putting you on the spot so maybe pull up imdb but have you seen many wes anderson films in the past because he's a very uh very uh, celebrated director has a lot of critical praise a lot of awards he's kind of a big staple of our generation so taylor had you seen fantastic mr fox and are you familiar with anything wes anderson's work before Mr. Anderson. Um, Not that one. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. I mean, technically, he is a Mr. Anderson, right? Yeah, you're not. You're not wrong, but he's not the Mr. Anderson. You know, that's fair. I'm looking at his other thing. The reason um, I'm posing this question is because we've never reviewed a uh, Wes Anderson movie on the podcast before, so it's never really come up. I think that he's maybe. I think he's had one movie since the podcast is going. I know Grand Budapest was around just before startup, but I think he's had one or two. I guess Isle of Dog. Yeah, I, I, dodge, right? I remember we talked More about that with Briggs. Dog. We talked about that with Briggs mm. back in the day because he was a fan of the animation style. But uh, Taylor, you ready? None of his other projects look like... It doesn't look like I've seen any of them before. So this would be the only one. Um, you would really like Rushmore, I think. Rushmore, 1998. Mm. Uh, oh, I like the poster for it. Bill Murray. There we go. Um, but yeah, with Fantastic Mr. Fox, this is the first time I've actually ever seen it. And not because I had no interest in it. It was always something that I had on the back of my mind. But when I remember when it came out, I, I realized, okay, this isn't really a kid's movie, even though I, I, the way it was stop motion made me think it was. But after when I was younger, seeing like a trailer for it, I thought, okay, there's some more adult kind of components attached to this than really being kid-centric. So never, I never really got around to it, but it's always something I was very curious about. And I'm actually really happy that we had this opportunity now to actually dive into it and retro it because it gave me the op our opportunity to watch it. And after watching it the other day, I um, I quite enjoyed it. And I wasn't sure how I would like it, but the pacing of everything, the subtle jokes, and just the way they were the characters were talking to each other, I really liked. I liked the I really liked George Clooney. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. And I liked how all the other characters, like again, Bill Murray was in this and other characters and actors and actresses, they were just like me and Madison were trying to play like, oh whoa, this is this actor, this is this this actress, this is super cool. Um and they just fit with their characters a lot. Um Am I going into spoilers? 
No, just overall thoughts. Just don't, overall, don't, okay. Don't cut off the rest break of it. Break down the whole so. movie right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll go in order. We'll each break down the movie and what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I do think this is a really, really good movie. I wish I saw it sooner, but I'm just happy I got the chance now to actually watch it. Like the humor, and I liked how uh, how the story went. I thought it ended on a pretty good note. So yeah, I think if you like the humor overall, you should probably dive into his filmography because there's a lot of I think actors that you like. He's Owen Wilson quite a bit and things like that. So you should definitely get Mila Yavovich. Seems like he has a lot of reoccurring like yes, like, he's very actors. Tarantino. That yeah, he, Bill Murray's always popping up. Um, Adam Brody's always popping up. Owen Wilson's always popping up. Uh, there, there's a Willem Dafoe's always popping. He's always mm. making Willem Dafoe a super weird guy. <laughs> and I like like go watch Grand Budapest Hotel. He's a super weirdo. So which is like like that's the type of thing you want to do with Defoe because you know he's going to be down for it and like look at this he plays like another type of weirdo right so uh uh Kirkland what about you Fantastic Mr. Frost yeah. as you've seen it and same about uh, Wes Anderson yeah I I have seen this one and I've actually read the book too funny enough this oh. was one that we read like in the classroom in like grade five or something like that in elementary school um and then after that like we like you know you know when they wheel in that like big fucking tube tv and you just know Mm. it's gonna be the best class ever because you're gonna be watching a movie and it was fantastic mr fox so i haven't yeah oh Oh i guess not no it wouldn't have been because when was this out 2009 ah yeah no i don't think because i was in okay no yeah i think i I missed timing this so then maybe maybe i watched it in middle school then yeah, I, I remember watching it at least for a school mm-hmm. thing. Um, you read the age, book. You, you read the book in grade five. Yeah. Is the book like? Is it more like? It's a not kid's a novel. Book? It's it's like a it's uh, like a yeah. It's <laughs> it's not like a comic book or a graphic novel. <laughs> it's like a little behind in his schooling. <laughs> <laughs> what? Here, what are you Kirk, talking about? You read this little book, <laughs> like Taylor saying, like grade five, you were reading like kids novels and stuff like that. That's what he was saying. How old are you in grade five? You're not an adult. No, but I didn't. I didn't uh, like take from Mr. Fan, or fuck, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox is <laughs> being. Name, um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get like get the gist that it was really like aimed for like a younger audience. Oh, it hundred percent is. And I would really? even push back on you saying that this isn't a kids movie because this is rated PG. And like, yeah, there's some killing in it, but like, there's no blood or anything. Like a lot of cussing. Yeah, it's like a play on on that though, where it's like. <laughs> Anybody can watch it, but then the the adults might like really appreciate like the cleverness that they tackle the humor in that mm, sense. But that's a good way to put it. Getting back to my overalls, um, yeah, I I haven't revisited this since like the first time like watching it. Um, I feel like I've always wanted to, especially like mm. I watched Isle of Dogs not too long ago, and Shay and I really really liked that. And I think I I just didn't really put two and two together that it was like the same director. I haven't seen Grand Budapest, uh, Hot or Budapest uh, Hotel. Um, so that would have been the only two projects that I've actually seen of him. And this was fantastic. No pun intended that like this was chosen um, because I've just, need- yeah. <laughs> I've just needed like, <laughs> I've just needed like a, an excuse to jump back in this movie. And man, I fucking love this movie. This was such a great time. Shay and I had so much fun watching this together. Like we were both just totally chuckling. The pacing was absolutely phenomenal. I felt like there wasn't any moment that I, I like didn't want to like look away from the TV. Like I was fully engaged and it, it, it progressed in, in a rate that was like maybe on the faster side, but it was, it was a good, it was a good fast pace where it was just mm. like, like I said, like I didn't want to miss anything. So I was totally engaged. The humor was so so witty and crafty and on a movie like this i feel like i'm really able to just 
appreciate like the uh, the logistics that go into making something like this so i'm just so i'm watching i'm like i can't believe that like they actually did stop motion and like when you when you when you zoom in on like the the characters and their furs kind of like like waving like they just have so many attention to details that i feel like you can watch this so many times and just notice different things whether it's like like uh i don't know like the way that they do the smoke effects and stuff so just like logistically i can just really appreciate it but like for the overall film overall like that is absolutely amazing too i didn't want to use fantastic again didn't want to double up on my puns already i'll probably be dropping that a lot <laughs> tonight but yeah no this was so great um and all the voice actors were so good george clooney as the as the lead is just such a great um i would say casting for the role of of uh mr fox because I, I just see him as like Danny Ocean <laughs> in this movie, yeah. uh, like in the Fox character though, and, and it worked so good. Uh, I knew it was Meryl Streep as as Mrs. Fox, but still, I'm like listening to her. I'm like, this this doesn't sound like Meryl Streep yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, no this this was this was such a fun watch. I I, I love this movie. I, I can safely say I love this movie. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for uh, picking this. <laughs> this was great. Domus. The finger. Yeah. No, I want to thank Joshua as well for picking this one because this was absolutely not on my radar. I've maybe heard of it in passing, but I had no idea what it was uh, going into it. And I also loved it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's great. It's uh, you know the, 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 it's a movie that had me laughing the whole time, and not, none of the laughs were like, oh, like uh, you know, big jovial mm. laughs. But they're just like you know, just little smirks or you know, blowing some air out of the nose. But just like. 50 times throughout the movie like it just got me the whole way through it's such a sincere story there's obviously lots of heart and creativity in here and uh, yeah I, I love stop motion i'm a big stop motion fan me and some friends back in the day had a stop motion youtube channel which if you want to check it out oh, DJ nice. stop motion uh we got I, I just i just whipped it up i was wondering if this channel still exists nine subscribers so Ooh. uh you know go get us up to 10 if you want to put you in those double digits yeah. Yeah, yeah if you want to see what i look like in high school you can go back to or middle school whatever it was you can go back and check that out just um, look off just <laughs> yeah <laughs> no just very like greasy or nasty i don't know what it was. anyway uh this movie is is great i i really enjoyed it the whole way through i'm very excited to talk about the artistry of it because a lot of things for me like just from the color palettes to the the setting the scenes um, and and things like that really work. The voice acting is fantastic as well, and uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff to shout out about this one. I really really enjoyed this and very glad that I could check it out. And now yeah, I definitely want to go check check out more Wes Anderson stuff because I've seen like maybe half of Isle of Dogs. I don't know why I didn't finish it, and I don't think I've seen anything else of his. So he definitely seems right up my alley. So uh, probably should go check out more of his stuff. There you go. Hmm, there you go. So, uh, yeah, no, I had seen this movie before. So Wes Anderson, he's, I've always talked about this before. It's like when I got into film, there's like all these names, directors, films, you got to start watching, right? And Wes Anderson always came up because he has such a unique style. Like this type of cadence and this type of, I say this in the best way possible, but where it feels like almost every character is on Xanax with their very, their expressions, a lot of times they're very muted. They're very toned down. It's very close to, and I don't believe he is, to me it's very close to like British TV or British comedy where mm -hmm. it's very dry and very subtle and just it's not making a big boom pow for a joke it's just a little line a little look a little moment and then they move on quickly they don't kind of rely on that and I, mm -hmm. I do love this movie I always say though with Wes Anderson I have to be in a certain mood I can't always just put on his films there's some that I don't exactly love I think the ones that are is like this Rushmore Moonrise Kingdom 
and uh, well, Grand Budapest was great. Well, Ray Fiennes was fantastic, and Tony Revolo. So there's some that I absolutely would go back and watch. Maybe not even every day, but more so. And then there's other ones where it's just the style just doesn't exactly work for me. But it's always every film. His attention to detail is just immaculate between the shots, between things the characters do, between the things that are set up, the transitions. Like th th you can tell, it, it feels like each majority of frames, and this is even in his live action stuff too, feel like maybe less so in his earlier work, but he's got more and more feel like they're paintings, feel like they got specifically mm -hmm. thought of, and probably obviously they were, but I mean like not all people do that and that's one of his key senses. And that's where sometimes where the movies always look beautiful if there's stuff in it that I'm not the biggest fan of, I can appreciate and I still think he's one of the most talented directors we have. But yeah, this one I really like because like I said, it reminds me of all the type of British dry humor I like. I love all the characters. A big trope for Wes Anderson is majority of all his main characters are kind of an asshole who kind of have a turning of you know of heart that kind of get better and that is mr fox where it's just like he's still a nice guy he's still doing things for his family but when you i'd say the first half he's pretty careless and he's just kind of cares not exactly just about himself but there's moments of him where he kind of, this guy's kind of a jerk you know and that's always what wes anderson does the main character is always kind of a jerk not a full jerk not someone you want to root against <laughs> but at the same time you go would i associate with this person but by the end they go on some journey where they're a better person for it and and honestly people know i'm not the biggest fan of bill murray so that's why a lot of wes anderson stuff when he's in there i gotta kind of go uh you know i i I'm, it's fine he's in there but that's why I'm not always putting it all the way on but uh, yeah I, I don't know if this would be my favorite of his films but it, it's definitely as I said it's in like the top three and everything like that and uh, I watched with the kids they really liked it and I was surprised because this is a bit more just it's like quiet it's not like a kids movie or show where it's very loud and very big comedic things are happening or fight scenes like the most biggest thing that happens is you know setting a bread bakery on fire and stuff like that most of it's pretty toned down but they enjoyed it. Lots of good one-liners that I just chuckle. And I'd, I'd seen it years ago, and I kind of forgot. Like, I think it's probably probably about five. I'd seen it when it came out, but probably about five years ago when I'd seen it as recent. It was just, like, on Netflix, and I put it on. Because it's just great to watch. It's a movie that you could mute, and you would pick up most of the story, but also just, like, the visuals and just the art sound. Just, like, the close-ups on these characters just look fantastic. So, yeah, I think it's a great film. And, uh, yeah, I think Josh would bring it up So because, like, unless we were doing a Wes Anderson retro and any time in our life, I don't know when we're going to get to Mr. or Fantastic Mr. Fox. It'd be a little mm -hmm. while, you know? So, uh mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, maybe a Willem Dafoe retro. I could see yes. us doing that. That seems I, I want alley. to very much so do a Willem Dafoe retro. I, I I just think there's so much meat on that bone to get into. <laughs> but uh, one day we'll be hitting up those actors and directors. But yeah, where do you guys want to start? The the bidding's open now. Well, I want did did Joshua like have a a paragraph or something on why he picked this? Because I let me go bring it up. Feel like it was. It seems like he's a like very he, it's like he's never seen it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like I've never seen this like, movie, like but I just want you guys one. to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's. I guess. I mean, we also did cocktail once. That was one of Patreon mm -hmm. pick. That's also a strange one. So you know, I, I like these kind of off the wall movies I've never heard of. So. So when he when he said this out, he said, "I'm sure you might have already seen it, but it would be awesome to hear what you guys think about it. It's always been a fun f movie for me to go back to. Mm. I watch it from time to time. So just uh, just one picking that he, he liked and everything like that. So which is good because some patrons do the reverse. They pick movies to torture us. Go, hey, this fuck these yeah. guys. Yeah, I feel like those early ones for sure. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> when people there's an era." Are, 
early pandemic when everyone was depressed and pissed off. Like, yeah, we want to depress Geek first. Watch Color of you know, Space. Watch this yeah. one. And, and we'd always be like, did you think this was a bad movie? And they're like, oh, absolutely. We just want you Dragon to watch Dragon Ball Evolution yeah, keeps Dragon me up Ball at Evolution. night. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, just a movie he returns back to. I, I think that'll. I think this will become that for me. I, I mm-hmm. think it's pretty short runtime. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's it's very lighthearted. It's like fun. hour twenty eight or something. Yeah, like I think this, and that might even be with credit. So I, I yeah. definitely could see myself coming back uh, to this one every like I don't know, pretty often honestly. It's just like a good, like a nice feel good sort of thing. I was so. not too it's long. A good rainy day, bad mood type of movie. You mm-hmm. know, I was gonna say the runtime too. Just makes it very digestible. Like I'm I'm able to just throw it on and just I just mean throw it on. It will just throw it on. Talking like I watch this every year. I just mentioned I haven't seen it in like however long, but uh, mm. yeah, no, it, it's just very watchable. Because like I said, like every moment, I was just engaged mm. on it, and yeah, I was just having a fun time. The other thing I forgot to shout in my overalls is I absolutely love the score in this mm-hmm. movie. I don't know. Yes. I guarantee you it's probably somewhere, but after this, I'm like, I need to go look if someone, Mr. Ambience or Ambience Worlds, has made an ambience this, and mm. I need to fall asleep to this pronto. Because that's my biggest thing nowadays is when I like a movie or remind a movie, I'm like, has someone made an ambience for this movie? <laughs> my go-to right now is the Batman. Because the Batman score and the rain people do in Gotham sounds like, oh, my God. So, like, I got to see with this one if, like, there's a little sound, a little digging going on. Like, I got to check. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out during this review, actually. I'm going to look into it. Yeah, so. Uh, I, I agree. I think the score to me, I mean, it does a lot. It goes a lot of different places. But one kind of through line for me is that, obviously, it's made in a very professional way. But it feels like the sounds, the instruments that they picked almost feel like they're like toy instruments or something uh, mm-hmm. that make it feel playful and that like this movie is you know if you really narrow it down it's a bunch of people who were like playing with dolls on set making this and I, I felt like the music kind of reflects that part of it and how playful this movie is uh, so and obviously it does a lot of different things but that was just kind of one takeaway I had uh, from the soundtrack yeah absolutely I feel like every audio piece just it it um it, it just, I mean, it fit, obviously, so perfectly in each scene or usage that it had. But also, for a movie like this, I'm, like, almost more interested, or I won't say more interested. I'm equally as interested in those behind-the-scenes videos and also just, mm. like, how they did, like, I the sound effects. Those, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, because, like, especially just the, the creative, I mean, the creativeness that goes into just making this visually, but also like um just coming from other films like it is pretty it is pretty cool oh travis bumped he found something (laughs) it is it is pretty cool just seeing how creative they can get to have a certain like everyday object just make like a certain sound um Mm -hmm. so i I love watching those videos so so shout out there's two oh man oh no that's fantastic beasts those liars get out here but there was one that apparently only one person's made it it's called mr fox in the fields but it's been an even longer day. Uh, it's made by the YouTuber I Am Just Bones, who has 46 subscribers. But it's an hour-long video of a Mr. Fox ambience, and I will be listening to that in the next little little bit here. So, what was that oh, Mr. Alexander Fox in the fields? Uh, in the field, uh, Taylor's yeah, family. Fox He's inside in fields, me. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> Alexander Desplat did the score, and he did like a lot of the Potters and stuff. And uh, yeah, oh, he's really? really talented. So yeah, there, cool. that that explains it. That makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I also love this sequence when it's just a bunch of people like sitting around a campfire jamming on mm-hmm. a session, like the banjo players and stuff, mm-hmm. and the lyrics are just nonsense and just just random syllables that really don't make sense uh i i really like that song as well it stood out to me in terms of like the score i love mm. in that scene too when um 
who was was it Bean? No, I, f- I forget the names now. I, I was getting mixed Bean. up. Yeah, he comes in. He's like, he's like, that's just lazy songwriting. And it, yeah. I, I, I love him just like calling calling out because he's he's also just kind of like calling out like all mus- musicians that like use or incorporate that type of stuff in their own music is a fun mm. little line. Just this bitter old man <laughs> doesn't mm. like the scat. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, also like how like that character of Petey, like he just kind of. Like he would keep getting on that on that character's nerves, but he was still like important to him. Where he'd be like, "Petey, bring around the ladder," and he just like mm-hmm. he always has this Petey guy around, but he's also just this this wild banjo player. Oh, that was that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wanted to comment on one thing I thought was interesting, just from the, I guess, cinematography point of view, but just the like color palette of this mm-hmm. movie really stands out to me. Where there's almost no like green or blue, which I feel like are very just like generally bright colorful maybe childish kind of colors for things like this but instead this movie is just like kind of yellow orange and brown and then Mm. like a hundred or a million shades in between those three colors and then it makes certain things like a couple characters have blue eyes so it like really pops but just in general and, and there's other scenes where you know it's very gray and whatnot but generally like sticking to that kind of color palette i thought was very interesting especially for a kids movie or i mean i guess a movie that is supposed to be palatable for kids as well mm-hmm. as adults. Uh, so yeah, that, that really stood out to me, especially when they're doing the, uh, behind, like one of the behind the scenes video, I, they showed like, you know, some of the swatches they had of like the color palettes they were using. And it was like, a, it was a very intentional thing, uh, which I think is interesting because they're like in fields and pastures and beneath a tree and all that. But still, it's like really kind of muted to these, mm-hmm. what you would, I guess, see like as duller colors, but it totally worked and makes it have a very, I guess, just unique feel to it. So that stood out to me. Yeah, and I don't think it's like exactly that, but just because it's from the Fox's point of view, it feels like it's a like kind of color schemes that matches. Like when you look mm. in, probably my favorite as far as on display, as far as the symmetry, all the details is the very end of the movie when they get into that um, the grocery store and stuff like that. And just mm-hmm. the way like the boxes are lined yeah. in the aisles, it's just like it just looks so like, it's like heaven. See the, yeah, when you see them looking and like their mouths are throbbing, you're like, I would be that too. Like look at all these things. So yeah, that's really good. And obviously this is different because it's not about greens or blue because it's actually in the movie but when they see the wolf in the third act that's another thing that always stands out too because there's there's definitely some whites around but this is a very strong like icy type of white you know like mm-hmm. an ash gray white and i love i love the, i just love like he just he's just so enamored where he starts to cry but just like just this huge like the, it's completely like the rest of the set or the setting where it's like everything is brown and orange with a little tan in there. It's going and then it goes right to the wolf and it goes up and the, all that is black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's just, especially because they're talking about the wolf and have this like important stuff like that. But uh, that's what is great because then when you get moments that do, like you said, with the eyes or use different colors, they pop even more because your eye has tr- been trained for maybe half an hour not to see that color because you're seeing mm-hmm. all these kind of this palette. Uh, great and uh, yeah no it, it, it's a fun choice I didn't even pick up about the green because thinking about, about it I'm like yeah because even you think about where their house is it's like a yellow like hay type mm-hmm. of field you know it's not like a bunch of green hills and everything like that I gotta say I love yeah. that wolf fist bump by the way that was oh, like, that was maybe the I biggest individual that. laugh 
for me. You know, I said it was a bunch of like smaller, kind of subtle jokes, but mm-hmm. that one to me, I was just like, I love that. That's great. That one was like, so it was like up to it too. Right? Yeah, exactly. It was a slow <laughs> build up, and then it, and then like he just keeps saying things, and the wolf just isn't reacting. And then eventually, like when he just puts his arm up randomly, it's just like, oh, that's kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. He's doing that, and then the wolf just like still staring at them, and then he just like yeah, very erect face, like <laughs> straight up in the air. That one got Shay and I even like I, yeah. I think it was a lingering one because the build up was so slow and long that by the time that like the humor actually got me it was just like it had me it had me for like yeah. as equal <laughs> e- like equal same distance or um distance see, like equal length just to get to the laugh it, i was laughing for so th- that was that was fantastic but like just everything that you mentioned with the color palettes too i feel like maybe i didn't even really notice it until you just shouted it out right now but yeah it was a very very uh just a great choice honestly from them and uh, it, like it, it made like the wolf sequence when you actually see like the different color palette it really pops because it's like oh i haven't even seen this really like yet and it it just feels so different but mm-hmm. it also like we didn't have any winter sections of the movie so then mm-hmm. actually just seeing snow like it just feels so different but um yeah i loved all that fuck mm-hmm. that fist now i'm just thinking about it again. <laughs> it's yeah. so great see, yeah I, yeah I, I had a couple actual like most of times like you guys where i was just kind of like laughing myself but i had three particular moments where i just outright belly laughed and one was just because the whole movie he does the and finally yeah, at oh the yeah. end the battery asked me like why do you do that he's like it's my trademark like just so casually <laughs> and i just laugh also because in my life like what we do for a podcast we always think of like shit like that so i was just like oh man so is that one thing that just killed me, I think Gwen was worried about how much it killed me, is when uh, they needed blueberries. Like, I told you to get blueberries. Like, no, you didn't. Why would I? <laughs> I wouldn't remember if you told me blueberries. Like, of course you should remember. I wrote it on your hand, and it's just a <laughs> shot of his hand. Please don't forget blueberries. And, man, <laughs> that got me so good. And then the last one, that, like I said, there's other ones, but it's when Fox is going to go save the, the nephew, and he's saying goodbye to everybody, and he's, like, waving, and he does his whistle, and he click clicks, and then he climbs up the ladder, and he just, like, stops goodbye and then he goes up because like it's like he was wanting a more like reaction from the people he was saying goodbye to and he never really got it and that's what i like about fox because kirkland's right where he is this movie's very oceans 11 where danny oceans a very self-centered guy who's trying to pull off heist now he's not pulling off a heist at the end but it is a heist like thing where he's trying to you're doing this you're doing this we're gonna get the nephew back we're gonna get my tail back and i actually forgot his tail got shot off but Mm. uh yeah i always loved like mr fox as far as like i said he's not a extremely likable character at the start but i like him as a character just watching him because he's entertained but even the interaction he has with his son i'm like yeah you're kind of a kind of a jerk you're kind of just almost mm-hmm. like a know-it-all and i you know i hope something happens in the story that kind of brings that down and definitely at the end you feel like they've bonded so it's a it's a good yeah. character arc for him I, I was gonna say to you like like because he is this danny ocean type where he, he just always has the plan and that's yeah. even like i feel like that's even accentuated when you see him leave and then it goes to who is it badger who's like the new semi-leader and he's like so we just go into groups and yeah. split up and do that and like it's just like oh this isn't as easy as i thought of like being the leader character um but like he always kind of has a plan but things don't always go the way that he plans it and then it's no. just like oh okay and but he's never like oh damn it it didn't go that way like like it just seems like he's pretty cool with it it's like yeah it's like, oh, oh okay okay well, yeah there you go he likes <laughs> making up plans more than he likes going through but, yeah, yeah exactly and like his his quick little like one-liners whenever something like that happened like happened it, it was just so great and i feel like just having that george clooney voice to tie into it like it just it fits so well for me i i, I love the character of mr fox in this movie man i gotta i gotta comment on the voice because george clooney is I feel like someone I haven't actually seen a lot of his movies, and obviously mm. he's very famous, but it 
I could not figure out who it was. I'm like, obviously, this is a very famous actor, but I was like, I was grinding my gears trying to figure out who this was. I'm like, man, at times it kind of sounds like Brad Pitt in some of the way he talks and like when he's like his deeper voice at times. For a bit, I was like, man, is that fucking Johnny Knoxville? Like his voice <laughs> actually at times, like obviously Johnny Knoxville is very over the top and like mm-hmm. yelling a lot. So, but if it's like if if Johnny Knoxville never yelled. He actually sounds a lot like George Clooney. Maybe I was just going crazy too. But when I finally saw it, to uh, when I went on IMDb, I'm like, oh yeah, I should have, I should have known that one. But I, I'm sure you guys recognized him instantly. But as someone who hasn't seen as many of George Clooney stuff, I, that was kind of a fun riddle trying to solve. Like, who is this very recognizable voice? I cannot picture who it is. Yeah, I think that honestly, George was the reason I saw this because, like, that was at the time mm-hmm. where I was starting to find his things that weren't just Batman and Robin or like mainstream stuff. I was like, oh, same thing as like the Brad Pitt thing. Oh, this guy can actually act. And I became a big fan of him. And then I was like, okay, what, what's this? And then I feel like this might have been because, uh, yeah, it might have been one of my first West because I'd seen Rushmore. But then after that, I feel like I did a deep dive after. But, uh, no, I remember watching it on TV one day, but um, Tiff, what do you think about uh, Mr. Fox here? Um, again, I, I think his comedic kind of timing was spot on. I liked how he would just be saying all these one-liners and it just started to make me laugh and chuckle. And I wanted to kind of hone in on what you're talking about with the relationship between him and his son and how that kind of got on the better men near the end. But like, there's the one part where he's not even paying attention to his son when his son's already pissed off that like his cousin's here, Chris. Mm-hmm. And so oh, Ash yeah. is like up top and he like dives in. And I like the way that they did this and stylized it because when he hits the water and it splashes and he's just like, he comes out and his dad just reading his column, not really giving a shit. And then all of a sudden like Chris goes in and it's just like this, gloop, and he just comes out perfectly. And then uh, Whoa, Mr. Fox, yeah, he's like <laughs> praising him and everything. And Ash is just like, oh, do you think I'm athletic, Dad? Like, <laughs> uh, So I, I liked how they had this kind of, um, this dynamic and where that built up to where Ash had like an outstanding kind of like, uh, like reveal with his like he had his cape on and just like mm. opening fire and he's just doing all these cool like dodges and everything like that like i love that whole sequence with that it was great uh, to see him come around but um yeah i think i think mr fox was uh uh he was fantastic his di- and the dynamic and relationship with kylie as well that just cracked me up that was probably one of the, my like kryptonites was when he would be saying something and kylie would just like it cuts to kylie with like zoomed out <laughs> eyes yeah and it would be so red i'm like fuck this just gets me every time that's you you're kylie <laughs> i know i'm kylie <laughs> yeah. mr fox sometimes i feel like is... not even listening to me yeah that's our dynamic i didn't think about that I mean, it really is and then you're like oh what do you think about that trailer or what, what, what's the question and just like spaced. <laughs> yeah, that was a good reoccurring oh. joke where like I feel like ever since the first one it got me and then I would just like kind of expect it. But then when it happened it would like still kind of catch me off mm-hmm. off guard and then Oh yeah. yeah. Um I don't know what you're saying Taylor about like the the comparisons between Ash and Christopherson. <laughs> that was 100% for me. So I fun. I loved all of it. Um <laughs> and like even just like Christopherson's like like arrival. I I love that they had like the little it's almost like they're doing like act 2 or like a new chapter mm-hmm. where they would say like Christopherson arrives and then it's just mm-hmm. like unaccompanied minor and like all those little details were so great but yeah no like the the diving sequence where he does this cool little like 
like you know cannonball nice little splash and then he does this like like really slow like 180 like like twice and then just like a little ploop and like all those comparisons were just so fantastic um and then i like when they like kind of become buddies and then you know they, they don their their bandit masks mm-hmm. and they look at each other like we look good <laughs> well it's like, like yeah we do <laughs> that that scene where like he's just he doesn't want to sleep underneath the table and i i like so chuckled funny. at this with how kind of like mean ash was being but like it completely 180 on me totally. when he started to cry in there i was like oh shit like I, I i like the delivery of these feelings and emotions just really hit and i like that okay ash climbs down turns the train on and i didn't need anything more than that i needed just them looking at the train just enjoying mm-hmm. that moment it was a really really good time between those two characters it was very wholesome absolutely yeah. I, i i definitely wasn't expecting that i thought he was going to just re- like give christopherson his bed or something but then yeah when they just kind of sit there and obviously christopherson like feels better like right away and it is just a very wholesome scene and i i i think the fact that nothing was really said or more to that scene it makes it even like that much more special uh it just goes to show that ash isn't just a piece of shit <laughs> you know like it's not like just this angry like yeah i guess he is kind of like an angry kid but mm-hmm. that's all he really is like he's not like an actual evil character it's just like ah. Oh. I actually have to like go do this and he's just like frustrated when he does it. I I loved all those little details. <laughs> that uh follow-up scene to that when they're in school and uh the science lab scene. The science lab. So I loved how Chris's partner is just like he blows it up. He's like, "Well, that like now I got to put it out." Like he's just like, it's, <laughs> it's so subtly like just like, "Ah, oh, this is such a nuisance." And I like how uh Ash's partner, the the female fox, can't remember her name, but she's just she's so fixated on him like, "I like your ears and everything like that." <laughs> and Ash is like you know you're my you're my partner right <laughs> just he's so pissed about it it's great and then like the uh, next scene like oh yeah we're going steady now that that steady line one was really good because i because that's where it throws in like that stuff where it it's similar what kirk was talking about things that might be in there for kids not getting it now this is a complete 180 but the same thing that shrek always gets talked about right where there's like jokes in there but those are more overt, like really mature jokes something like a kid's not gonna appreciate like we're going ske- steady but as an adult the parent right well, you you know what that means it's like and just a little line in there you know it's great doesn't change anything but uh, uh let's take our first ad break and then we'll keep breaking down fantastic mr fox we'll be right back it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. And I don't have much more to add on Ash because you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. All I'll just add is that you talk about Clooney being perfect casting. J- Jason Schwartzman is perfect casting for this because there's so many movies where I'm just fucking annoyed by the guy. And I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life, but he always <laughs> plays this type of character that just like gets on your nerves like that definition of like punchable face and punchable like attitude just like he just he just does it so well and that's where it's good for ash but at the end of the day like the character just wants his father's like love and approval right he just wants to you know that that's always looking for even though for most of the movie it feels like an almost antagonistic sort of relationship once it kind of reveals you know it's true self of what they both kind of want or are lacking uh again much like fox's character arc it is well done and there there are some good ones like one-liners like you guys said but yeah schwartzman's perfect because i oh man he can just get on my nerves in a way in a good way i think that's always his his choice to do it that way but he's he's one of the best at it so Mm -hmm. i'll jump to another character and shout out the rat um Mm. you know the bodyguard (laughs) who i did not once again did not catch that this is willem dafoe uh in as this role but i i mean one i just loved how weird looking the rat looked compared to other characters where he was like very slender and so he was almost snake-like in a way uh and then like just the two teeth just majorly sticking down but yeah just like the the fight scene in the cidery and then when he pops up in the the sewer again later like that that's, that might be my favorite character just in terms of like screen time to quality ratio like mm. i don't know i just love every sequence of him. he's he's very creepy but like he's very <laughs> suave at the same time uh, th- yeah, that was maybe going to be a highlight character for me. Really, really fun. He's got his, his little badge. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, yeah. Travis? Oh, I said his death scene's great. I absolutely mm. love that. It's just like, all I wanted was to taste like the fine cider and everything. <laughs> and then they're just like, okay, just hold, hold his head up and they get like the cider. And then, it, oh, he died that in tongue, peace and yeah. has redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Liquid and then, like, gold. <laughs> yeah, just like literally he drinks it and then like, the frame cuts it cuts back just those x's on the eyes it's yeah just like, anything with the eyes always so good. <laughs> yeah just so overt like yeah he's dead he's gone you know i love it too fun. he's like you wouldn't have told us if we didn't kill you right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i agree like he, he was a very um i feel like maybe i had like pulled up the imdb when i was trying to figure out who um who uh Oh my gosh, who's Jason Schwartzman? Ash. Uh, yeah. Like like who that voice actor was? Because I, I could recognize it, but then when I pulled up Jason Schwartzman, I'm like, that name is familiar, but I just don't know mm. really where he's from. But uh, that's where I saw uh, Defoe was the rat. <laughs> and then as soon as he was revealed, 
I was not disappointed by any means. He he was so fantastic, and yeah, I loved his little like snaps that he would do, and then like mm-hmm. especially like in like the the sewer when he's like approaching them with his knife and he's doing like this snap, <laughs> like he's in like he's about to like break out in like a musical, like mm-hmm. it's a scene from Greece. It was so fantastic, I, and as you mentioned, Dylan, I loved his slenderness, like super lanky and like super stretched out. I feel like he was just really taking up like a lot of space with his his lanky little frame. Um, yeah, he was he was so great. Mm-hmm. That scene too, like in the side re, was a cool one that I, I saw in one of the behind the scenes video I watched, where you know the, the lighting was so important for that scene, and that they wanted the lights like shining through the cider, so the cider looked like golden and stuff, and that it kind of gives the the scene like this sort of glow to it. Mm. And it was just interesting because like any time they moved the camera anywhere else, they would have to like adjust tons of the different cider bottles like even just by a centimeter like half a centimeter just moving them over slightly so that the light shone through in the right way and it's like not enough that you would notice in the background that the cider is in a different spot because they're all just the same thing over and over again but it was pretty cool uh watching the behind the scenes for that one and just seeing like and that one that, one, that really highlights like the attention to detail and how how long like one scene can take in stop yeah. motion it's like, I don't know, that that was definitely one I had to appreciate because I hadn't really thought about lighting with stop motion so much. I thought about like the, the set pieces and doing these grander effects and stuff, but something like lighting is not something I'd really thought about before, but it is important uh, at the small scale that they're at too, right? Yeah, no, I, I grew up a massive Wallace and Gromit fan. That was like my mm. first interaction to stop motion. I guess that and probably like Nightmare Before Christmas, but the amount of work that has to go into yeah. these type of films are just i could not even imagine like i want to be a filmmaker those interest me in no like just for the fact of not because i don't want to do them just because that is just so daunting and it's like that you just have to be so particular about these things and uh and that's where it's like none of there's never a moment in this film where oh this feels a little bit off or because there, there's times even when i love Wallace gromit even if it's because it's a little bit older like okay you, you could see uh, like whether it was someone's like fingerprint moved a little bit like you could see mm-hmm. just a little bit but this just feels like flawless like this like you can't catch it feels there's shots that look so good that always I know it's stop motion, but it makes me question. Think it's like, is it animation done in a stop motion type of way? You know, is it just a style choice? But it's really just animated that way, and it's not. It's still all stop motion. And it's just, just ridiculous, and it's a big feat they pull off with this movie because I think this would probably be one one of the best. I'd have to t- really sit back and think. But this is definitely one of the best looking ones of that genre. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I mean, I can say as a stop motion artist myself, Mm. I mean, making a one minute long video would take us hours and hours. And that's, you know, not they look like shit. Like we didn't think about lighting and stuff like that, obviously. Uh, So definitely a testament there. I I just feel I feel like it must be I'm putting a lot of credit on just the director here when I know it's like a huge team of people. Mm. But even just things like the storyboarding and planning out so much of it. And I don't know if they would. I imagine they would record all the uh, like dialogue first. That way, they can match the voices up. That way, otherwise, I feel like you'd do you'd be going a lot of back and forth to try and get things to line up. Yeah. But I guess they can like delete or move frames around and things like that to get things to work. But whatever it is, I I just feel like there must be tons of planning that goes into like okay, here's exactly how this set is gonna look. Here's like the scale of it, and here's like I feel like that's where something like Travis, how you mentioned how a lot of the jokes just kind of get dropped and then they move on immediately. And mm. I just feel like a lot of that stuff it probably seems like very precise to me in terms of even just the scripting and pl- like planning from the very beginning before they've even shot anything. I bet he can kind of envision like 
okay, how, this is how this scene's going to go, and obviously mm-hmm. challenges come up and things, but I just feel like the planning mind it would take to make something like this scale must be absolutely insane. It's very cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, Travis, you brought up uh, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, I definitely, I watched that as a, as a wee young lad. Same with Chicken Run, so, like, I oh, definitely appreciate it. Oh, Chicken Run is my, my introduction. Um, yeah, like oh, the stop-motion films. Um I feel like I, as a kid, it was just like the British humor. It like confused me, but I just, I liked like <laughs> the logistics <laughs> of like what was going on. And like mm. you said, like, you know, Dylan, I w- if you're like a professional stop motion, I was mm, like an man. amateur stop Nine motion. I, I, I was, I was <laughs> recording some stop motion. I remember, nice. I'm not sure. I think, Do there, you I have think there was a channel. I, probably because my parents had this huge Ooh. ass, like, what was it called? Like a camcorder, like where you sure. take like a huge tape in it, and yeah, there's probably there's probably some tapes. I'll have to pull them out of uh, the Patzer family uh, basement. Um, <laughs> and I, I honestly probably didn't even get to a minute. And it was it was just me. I didn't have I didn't have a full crew. I, I wasn't putting them on YouTube's or anything. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was lots of fun. Especially like when you're rewatching it and then you like forgot to pause at one point and your hands like in it. It's like fuck, I totally screwed that up. <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> like, delete those frames. I, though, I yeah. was a wee lad, but um, <laughs> no, I, like like you shouting out the lighting and everything and. Even just, I mean, I feel like a huge component of this movie is, like, the cinematography and, like, the way that they have, like, the, just the scenes transitioning and everything. And it, it feels like a platformer at times, especially when they're, like, Ooh. running, like, sideways. And then I just love seeing all the little details of maybe they, maybe they take this rope to, like, do a flip flip over here and then if you if you like focus on like some of the details of the background like they don't need to add those things in there it's not like this is a plot point of like oh this barrel helps them get into this facility it's just little like like attention to detail things that i just i have so much fun i think that's really what makes the or a big component that makes this movie so rewatchable is those little things that i maybe missed on the first go around and um Big you, exhale right there. Scared me. I did. I did. I was trying to time <laughs> that. Was like that. And then that was He's getting like, loaded then up. He gets shot to the roof <laughs> and his camera cuts to black. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to kind of reiterate what you said there, just how they were using it, kind of like a platformer at times. The more heavier like action sequences, I enjoyed that the way they shot it, they used it to their advantage where it would just be like that platformer style where it'd be like just this one backdrop and the characters just kind of slide in and like facing towards like you as the viewer. And they did it with a few different things or even like, you know, Mario style where it's like Ash is like just going over mm-hmm. the objectives, like mm-hmm. going like sideways along the, the, the screen. And I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. And I think that that kind of film style really worked to their advantage. And it probably made it a little easier too for the, the crew to just kind of, um, like motion stop within the confines of this um, like horizontal kind of time timeline, I guess you could say. So yeah, like, easy to fix for them. mistakes probably too. Like let's just travel back that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah. You, you mentioned of them just like facing the camera. I, I loved all those moments when it would just be like all of them like staring right at it. Specifically when Mr. Fox, anytime he would like just smile and he just has this like really like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like vicious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's good. like, he like looks like a predator, but he's like yeah. totally happy, and it's Gritting just like his teeth yeah, yeah. Those all those moments were fantastic for me, especially because it's like like he would say something that like makes him happy, and then he just shows his face <laughs> like he's like a, like a like a murderer. It was it was fantastic. He's like, is he happy? Is he bullshit here? Like you can't <laughs> yeah. exactly tell with him, you know. But no. And the situations would make like the viewer kind of question that, like, is he actually? Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't so always so clear. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, oh, go ahead, Dylan. Uh, no, you go ahead. 
go ahead. No, I was just going to quickly mention about the tail because I had forgotten that his tail got Ooh, shot. Yeah. And that's some of like I've seen this movie before, but I forgot that he got shot in this whole. And I guess another sequence I actually probably did laugh. Maybe not as loud as those other three, but. Uh, when they're like, yeah, that guy's probably wearing it or something like that. And then cut to the newscast where the, one of the, the guys like wearing it as like a tie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just like how like the whole movie goes from like we're going to do a heist to get this tail. And then we're going to go to a heist to get your nephew back because you guys couldn't get the tail back. Like It's just a heist on top of a heist. And it really it's another heist because Mr. Fox, like his failed heist, too, that got them mm-hmm. in this situation. Right. So I love that. It's just like everybody failing and failing. And uh, yeah, it just leads to some good stuff. And uh, my nickname is uh, when they're starting to set up the second heist, and they're he the Ash is like, "Oh, I can get through there." And I can't remember who asked, but like, "How do you think you can get through there?" And he's like, "Cause I'm little." And he says <laughs> it in the most like evil way, like it's <laughs> confident but evil way. And he has this great little like sock bandana. Like, uh, <laughs> did you? I can't even remember the back and forth that he has with the nephew. But he's like, "Oh, you made a bandana, right?" Or you have one? He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, all I had was socks." Uh, but it looks. Uh, he's like, "It still looks fine." And when he puts it on, just that. Like yeah, tail mm-hmm. sticking up, so good stuff. Remember, like the pantyhose, like you know, when you have to yes, like whatever right. you can to cover your face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I uh, really like. I mean, this you know, obviously there's our, these are animal characters, foxes and things like that. And every once in a while, they allude to that. They're like, you know, so and so, we do this, we are this way because we're animals. <laughs> like they'll just throw <laughs> it in there, yeah. and it, it's usually like non-issue. Like they're just very light, like human-like characters in the way they act and stuff. But one thing I really liked is that any time they would eat something, they would just go fucking nuts and <laughs> scarfing up. Another another behind the scenes thing was funny. It was just seeing like George Clooney and stuff do that, where he would just ravage a piece of bread or something as they were recording scenes like that. Uh, so that was one of those touches that I liked. That uh, you know, sometimes this movie totally forgets that they are animal characters, but then moments like that, they just fully embrace it. Uh, and that was something that always got a laugh out of me, and like the maybe three or four times that it happened throughout the movie. Absolutely, just just adding on to the animalistic side of them. Um, a scene that I I just kind of I kind of forgot about, and it just kind of caught me off guard. But uh, man, did it make me laugh! Was when um, Mr. Fox is going to see his lawyer for like buying a new place, and then <laughs> he's like, "You shouldn't do this." And then <laughs> they start cussing at each other. It's like, "Yeah, no, the cuss you are." He's like, "What would you call me?" And then <laughs> they just like totally do this. <laughs> Like, like, like totally like a stare down. Like they're just right. like walking and like posturing and just like being animals. It just, I it was not expecting it. And fuck, it made me laugh. And that happened a few times <laughs> throughout the movie. Oh, it was so great. I like the inclusion of them saying what the cuss the whole time. Because, you know, the first couple times it's it's a bit silly. Uh, but then, you know, obviously it's, you know, supposed to be intentional. Like kids can watch this too. So you mm-hmm. want to keep it light. But then it just became funny after a while, and whenever they would say that, and obviously Taylor, you got the nickname there, so I'm assuming, uh, I'm assuming you also liked that. Yeah, I I enjoyed that we didn't have to default to like what the fuck, you know, all, all the time or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. It would not be PG. We'll do it on yeah. the podcast. I would not have been reading it in elementary <laughs> school if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, I, I appreciate the cast. Like, yeah, it, it was good. It was good timing. It worked for me right away. I was kind of like, oh, like, and Madison picked up, and I'm like they're saying cuss instead of swearing. I'm like, oh yeah. And it just feels like it's like a mini world building thing. Like we know why they're doing an R world, but it almost adds to it. Like even if it was rated R, they would maybe still say cuss. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, you know, like that's how they say this. That's, that word has been deemed for bad language. And that's how these people or animals are going to carry each other and the conversation. So, mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Oh, I was going to take uh, one more ad break, and then I think probably it'll be close to the final thoughts and overalls and some last shout-outs. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Dilmas, you're going to say something. Sure. Uh, another th- thing that got me every time was the burrowing sequences. Because I, I, I like that there were certain moments when, obviously, these every movement is very intentional and very precise when mm-hmm. it's like a smaller scene. But sometimes you'd get a scene that has a bunch of characters or a scene like that when they're all like burrowing. And it just becomes like a complete mess where they just roll them up and it seems like every frame, they just throw them in a random spot and you don't really care about the consistency of it. Um, I also don't... I wonder in like the material part of it of how they're digging through this thing. That was That's something I'd like to see in the behind the scenes of what exactly they're doing with mm. the material. If they're cutting something away each time or if it's just like a background that looks 3D and whatever it is, very cool and also very funny. And then like when you you get like the zoom out shot and they've just built like this whole world <laughs> underneath. Uh, so I, I really liked the burrowing sequences. Another thing just, that stood out to me. Just the ferocity of how much they dig. And at one point mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, we're foxes. That's we dig. That's what we do. We do it fast <laughs> and everything like that. Like yeah, you, we can go real fast and stuff. Like that. And I, I guess I should mention that like, I, I realized this a couple of years ago. I was talking to Emily, like I've always talked about on the podcast, like I'm a big monkey guy, but there's mm. some, we're just about foxes. Like, man, I just love foxes. And I, they're very popular tied animal. It, I tied it back to star Fox. I'm like, Oh, I think that's why I fell in love with foxes, but just to saving ghosts of Shishima too. Right. They had a lot well, of that helped. Yeah, this foxes. year had a very cute fox. Mm, that's that's right. Yeah, I think Ghost around the time because I was around the water park, park. I was just like, I don't know why I saw a boss in there for a second. I was, I was at the park. park. <laughs> I was at the park. <laughs> with those foxes. But let's <laughs> say that cat, that fucking tree. All right. But um, <laughs> I, I love, I love foxes so much, and I just kind of forgot about that during this film. Like the little things, just like little, like kind of real life things that would bring into about what a fox would do. It, it brought me great joy. So, and I'm just great color schemes on the foxes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, Miss Fox is a oh. saint because she should have left Mr. Fox maybe a long time ago. Because it sounds like she gave he's a lot done... of chances. Yeah, a lot, man. All that meat she... she was getting though, and her and her food Whoa. stores there. Like it... uh, first one chicken, and then all that uh, extra stuff. Like it's she was true. loving it. She just like Dylan says, gave him a lot of chances because he's gotten her like. In the middle of this film, when the nephew's kidnapped, he's lost his tail, and they've completely lost their home and property. It's like, <laughs> at that point, and it's all his fault. It's, it is 100% his fault. He always means well, but, man, again, she uh, she she was very kind to him, and he's very lucky. Yeah. Because, you know. I will say, though, I absolutely loved their, I mean, the dialogue was so, like, clever throughout this whole mm-hmm. movie, but particularly between those two, um, when they're, in basically their honeymoon phase like they're just they're they're living the life and then they get ca- captured and she reveals that she's pregnant and like those like the dialogue between themselves are, are so great and then the moments when yeah like christopherson gets taken and like she just totally confronts him right there and like it's it's a serious conversation and it, it's it's there's not like that much goofiness really going on like it's actually just like a serious marriage conversation right mm-hmm. in like a pg movie for kids uh or parents and kids um it it it, it kind of caught me off guard especially when she like totally like 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 slashes at him right like as if she just like slaps across the face they're both kind of like welling up and it's just like a really serious conversation she drops the line of i might paraphrase this but it's something like along the lines like i love you but i never should have married you and it's, just, mm-hmm. it's like it's actually like a really heavy line right there it's just like 
wow like that's it's that's like taking out a marriage story or something right mm. um i haven't seen I it so i apologize yeah <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen marriage story Miss, mrs fox punches the, the wall the little husband. adam driver saying what the cuss a lot <laughs> Wes, i'm surprised Wes anderson and adam driver not work together because that is a duo he adam driver i think would fit right into this type of dry humor type of world so one day yeah. mark Morris is gonna maybe happen. his next movie yeah Live Taylor, action, Mr. Fox. He'll play the fox. Taylor, you you, you do uh, you mentioned uh, Mr. Fox bringing her meat. Speaking of meat, I was on IMDb and I saw this image. You know, nice nice little nice little image here. And then I couldn't help but notice something in the the top left corner. There's a cock gonna, right there. I'm just gonna zone Whoa. in. Yeah, oh, that's Jesus. is that a vein? Is that a vein? Is that, is that what is that guy detailed? Do? What's some guy doing? What? Like, <laughs> it's one of the the factory owners up top. Just <laughs> yeah. What is some guy doing up there? Just yeah. finding a again, hole. Wow. Again, like I, I, it's I was just scrolling <laughs> IMDb and it just it just jumped out at me. So I had to bring that up. And it's funny, Taylor, you mentioned wow. that. That is so. a certified yeah. cock right there. <laughs> Fantastic. Not a rooster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, I was going to bring up, I I love the usage of language in this movie. Again, like, it's just very clever, the the, the usage of, like, the English language. But all the moments when you would speak French or when they're they're naming, like, the Latin names, uh, that was really, really funny. Like, they're, like, Mm. basically code names of, like, what they are. Right. Um, that, That was so great. And then... Again, oh, I love back the little to, guy, the little tiny guy. That, yeah, that exactly. Like, I want to fight. <laughs> yeah. um, I just tying it back to like one of my favorite scenes that we've already mentioned, but the wolf scene when when he when he approaches them or doesn't approach them, stops, looks at them, and uh, what is he? Oh, what's the wolf one? Oh, it's like Canis something, whatever the wolf Latin Lupa, name lupus. is. Luke Canis yeah. Lupus or something. Thank you. Yes, you know what it is. And he's like Vulpus Vulpus. And then he's like, no, he doesn't speak Latin or English. <laughs> and then he tries speaking to him in French and just nothing's even happening. And then, of course, the, the scene that is just so great that I have to bring it up again. But like the fist bump or the, the raising of the fist. Um, that was just it was so great. And again, like just Mr. Fox's usage of French, usage of Latin, usage of English. Like it it shows that this fox is very well read. Like he's he's a very intelligent individual. And um, but it, it just it I, I loved all those moments of the Latin usages. Because who, who, sorry, uh, before you go, Taylor, but like, like when he, when he's talking about bad, because uh, it's who Kylie is, is that, that's his name, right? The uh, mm, Kylie, yeah. The the opossum, and then he's like, "Where's my Latin name?" He's like, "I don't even think they had them in ancient Rome." <laughs> it was just like all of all of like the history knowledge that he has. It's mm. like, man, this guy's basically Aragorn with all his knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just gonna kind of piggyback on a little bit more of that Kylie, Mr. Fox dynamic there. But when they were going up to do one of their heists and Ash just like sneaks in behind them and Fox is like, you know, what are you doing here? Like, no, oh, how'd you find out what we're doing here? Go, go away, go away. Any leaves. And it's just, it's so quick when Chris just like, pops up like oh good you're here Chris like it just it's like Whoa, what the fuck I'm just trying to catch up with this it was so funny though I loved it mm-hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, a couple things I thought were fun about the behind the scenes so uh, Ro- Roald Dahl I guess is the original writer of this story that this was adapted from and uh yeah so I guess there like the original story did not have any in- illustrations but I guess it was pretty popular at the time, so there was an illustrated version done where it was just, mm. I guess it was like every few pages, there was like some illustration, I guess for a, a big scene or something like that. And one of them from the book was the the hill that they lived on with the tree. And specifically when like part of it got dug out, 
and it was kind of just like you know an uneven hill with just like an apple with a bite taken out of it, essentially and it was cool to see that like from that illustration which was just black and white very simple it like was exactly the same as that like they really stayed true to some of those early illustrations of it so i thought that was pretty neat and then I guess part of the story from that original writer's perspective was almost self-referential feeling like uh, maybe I guess how he feels about himself or something like this. And like they, they went to, I guess he had passed away by the time they were making this movie, but Mm -hmm. they went to where he lived and like the farm and whatever pastures area that he lived near. And like they filmed like a lot of stuff there and got, uh, I guess, like, inspiration from certain shots and certain trees. Like, that tree is a real-life tree that they, uh, that is kind of based off and stuff like that. So I feel like they went to a lot of lengths to make it feel very authentic to that original writer. I thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, it was also fun to see that, like, you know, part of the George Clooney thing, like, he's tearing up that bread, as I mentioned, but he's also just, like, running around in the grass and, like, running around some trees and doing stuff. And, like, they're recording that. I don't know if they use that those takes in the final movie or it's more like do this to get the cadence of it and then we'll re-record it in a booth i don't i don't mm. know exactly how all that stuff worked but still i thought that was uh pretty cool how kind of true they stayed to uh i guess some of the original story the original writer and stuff like that so i mm. wanted to show a couple of those things yeah that's awesome yeah i i remember seeing the illustration also for um like when we went through the book in school was of the like the three facilities i guess of like mm. being bus well i'm i'm blanking on their the names right now unfortunately the three b's yes of, of like the, their locations and i i remember even i mean if i remember correctly like they actually had the 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 humans like like of the illustrations like in there because they obviously describe like what they look like and then right. there'd be like a really cartoony version of what they are and i remember that being very similar to what they did in the movie as well mm. um I shouting out uh, Owen Wilson's character in this. Mm. I love that scene yep. when they're playing like that, um, that whack ball thing, whatever it's called. Yeah. And yeah, like the coach is just like, well, it's like, hey, your dad was like absolutely like the best guy that's ever come around here. And it's just like, don't compare yourself to that guy, okay? And then like Christopherson goes up there, just completely like blows his mind. He's like, this guy's never played before. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you can totally tell he's blood red blood related to to your to your dad he's like it's, it's not blood related it's on my mother's <laughs> side it's just like oh well yeah <laughs> like it's just again like that's uh where like the comparisons between ash and, and christopherson mm-hmm. really really worked for me all that humor was so great and just here just hearing owen wilson um as that i don't even know what he was like a polar bear or something i don't know mm-hmm. but he was a very smaller polar bear if that was the case yeah Mm-hmm. Um, the other scene I wanted to shout out to was uh, the digging you guys already mentioned. Um, and yeah, uh, Dylan, you mentioned like when they are digging like as a group, it's just kind of like kerfuffled. And then like when they stop, you can like tell that like there's people that are like way in the back, clearly not digging anything, but they're still just like going <laughs> like mm. this. Uh, it, it was, again, just a lovely detail. Um, and then when, when they're digging down south and then um, down south, down in the earth, <laughs> um, <laughs> Ash is guy. like... I, I think it's when Mr. Fox is like talking to Ash. He's like putting dirt in his ears. And then like, it's just like they're, they're talking to each other. Um, and <laughs> it brings up like Christopherson comparison. And then he looks over and Christopherson's like digging like a madman. He's like, look at him. He's a natural. <laughs> it's just, I, I loved all the praise towards uh, Christopherson. The golden child. Yeah. Uh, my last note is, I don't know if it's putting you guys on the spot at all, but I feel like one, you know, we talked about like the arc uh, I guess with the dad and his son and Christopherson, you could also throw in there as well. 
But like, is there a deeper message to this movie? What is like, a, is there like a theme or something? Because I feel like I didn't have a takeaway in that way, but I felt like it's the kind of movie that does. So mm. I, I just wanted to run that by you guys. Is there any uh, theories you guys have or, or what did you take from it in terms of a uh, deeper I, message? I took it as kind of like the midlife crisis kind of route where, Ooh, you know, he's okay. just, he expressed several times where like, you know, my dad was so many years in Fox years and I'm, right. I'm this old now too in right. comparison. And he gets the idea of like, he wants to have, you know, midlife crisis. He wants a little bit more money. He doesn't want to be poor. Like his wife says to him. Yeah. So he sees the bear better house. He sees like, Oh, here's a way to feel youthful again and go in on these heists. So that's probably my takeaway from it. Yeah, to That's me, it was just appreciating what you have because, like, what Taylor just said, mentioning the money, but right away she's like, Yeah, but are you happy? He's like, Yeah, we're happy, but we're also still poor. But it's like he was missing the whole point of that conversation, which happens in the first five minutes of the movie. So already it sets you up for this character is doing the wrong thing because this character who's supposed to be his most trusted person is telling him we don't need these things because we have everything and as we already talked about before with the son there's so many times where he passed over his son and i think so i think it was like appreciate what you have but also just working with others as well because he was doing trying to do a lot of things alone and it was not panning out it wasn't working so it was you know trusting yeah. the loved ones appreciating the loved ones and maybe not be so uh arrogant about those things because i feel like he's a bit nicer at the end i don't think he was ever mean but i just feel like he He's a bit more uh, approachable. Maybe all that or that's what I'll mm -hmm. say about the Fox. Yeah, nice. no, absolutely. I agree with you guys. I, I think another good one is just um, because like his wife puts on so much emphasis of like being honest with her and, and he's like, he's like implying yeah. that like he is, but he's clearly not. Or like maybe, maybe like a lie of omission of like, he's not really falling or he's not really telling the full truth, uh, which is still a lie, especially if like that's his wife like he, he should definitely be very transparent with her um and then like that's come that's come up a few times where um like i i think it's even when they are kind of forced to go underground and, and he's just like really frustrated with like the decisions that he's made it's like why didn't i do this and then she's just calling him out like it's because you don't like listen to anyone like you just listen to yourself and yeah definitely um i don't know I, the deep deep less life lesson I, I agree with what you guys said already of uh yeah just being happy with what you have and i maybe just taking it a little bit slower you know like he like he just he was really chasing that rush where he, he was at a point where they had like all the chickens they really like wanted like kylie was even calling him out like i thought you said it was just this one thing but he's just you can tell that he's he's getting that rush uh so like taylor you mentioned like the midlife crisis thing like i definitely like believe that because he had been out of the game for so long but it seemed like he was just needing something further to get him just get him jacked up on something again you know that adrenaline of crime <laughs> nice great i love it guys great um I, I really wanted to shout out to the uh the song that they kept playing regarding the the triple b's that was so fun like the kids chant and then like mm -hmm. in like the end like climax when they're like on the compound and just things are going crazy like the rabie dog comes out and then it's just that song is like playing in the background and it just said this like really really it, it just brought a really interesting um like tone to to that scene because it's mm -hmm. a very chaotic scene but you just oh, have these yeah. like children chanting like it, it just it felt it felt uh it felt eerie even to an extent like i i could even maybe um compare it to a very minor degree of like the uh nightmare on elm street chant of like uh oh, like the one, kids two phrase coming for you yeah three, like something like that's what it reminded me of just yeah. like the school children like chanting together um obviously this isn't nearly as terrifying as what that one was <laughs> and the inclusion of, of of where that was used in that movie but still mm -hmm. I, I love that it just kept occurring because they they mentioned it that like the kids have this this song for them and then they just kept playing it throughout the film 
uh, that was great. I hit all my notes. I just uh, did a double check. I'd showed them out at some point, or someone else had brought them up. Taylor, you got anything? Shout out before we uh, give our final thoughts. And I've shouted. You've shouted. Well, shouted shout, shout even more your final thoughts, and if you want to give a rating, what you would be slapping it on this. You know, I'm going to slap a good... Uh, I actually really, really enjoyed this. I would, I'd put a ten out of ten on this. I Whoa. can't see like any issues with it. I love the the stop motion. I love the comedic parts. It was just, it was spliced up really, really well between unexpected moments, humorous moments, serious emotional moments too, and. I'm mad and kicking myself. I didn't watch this sooner. I think that if you haven't seen this movie, uh, you should. And if uh, you have seen this movie, watch it again because I know I'm going to. And yeah, I got no complaints. It was a good, good time. Taylor, I'm sorry. Did you say that you watched Isle of Dogs or you hadn't? I hadn't. Check that one out too. That one's really great. Again, Wes Anderson. So like the the, the comedy is definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's. Is like this dogs. his only like stop motion movie he's done? Isle of Dogs is the same. It's stop oh, it's motion. a stop motion yeah. as well. Oh, I feel okay. like I'm talking to Kylie right now. No, I'm kidding. I was gonna say. <laughs> I totally missed that. Like you guys, if you, you guys said it was stop it motion as well. Done, after you're done, <laughs> recommends <laughs> it. No, that, but I didn't know it was stop Disney motion Plus. as well. It is stop motion. That was the big deal. He was coming back, and uh, I, I, it, it was good. I don't think it's definitely. It's not near the level of this one, but it was. It was a big deal of him coming back, and I imagine he'll probably do it one more time. So. With, um, with uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver, yeah. Adam Driver, yeah. Can't wait. Playing on a hawk or something like that. I'll Whoa. go because I'm not sure these guys could be behind me. I'm going to go 9 out of 10. I've always said this where uh, critically, I don't think there's actually anything I could give this as a docking point. It's just my score is always my enjoyment. And there, like I said, there's times where if I'm not into Wes Anderson's style, I might have to, I might not as enjoy it as much. This is one that I do enjoy more than other ones of his. So that's where I am. A 9 out of 10. Old ninety percent. That's where uh, little Travis Snell is. Little Travis Snell. I'll go next. Um, yeah, in in my eyes, I think this is a perfect film. So I'm gonna give it a ten Ooh. out of ten. Um, I, as I stated in my overall thoughts, like I just couldn't really look away in this movie. Like I was completely engaged. It's an hour twenty eight, and it just really zoomed by. I was totally engaged on it. I, I think like the overall s- story is. Um, it's it's simple enough to 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 not like overcomplicate things but there's still some like twists and turns that can kind of catch you off guard um but no like the the rot like the cat the voice acting was phenomenal in it um and just like again like the actual like like what like the effort that went into it i can just appreciate that on 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 its own but then Mm -hmm. like just the movie is just so enjoyable and the story is so enjoyable so yeah i I think this is a perfect movie this is a 10 out of 10 for me for sure thank you so much josh wright (laughs) Mm -hmm. i have to she even said she's like you know your patron has been they've been picking some good movies lately because and that she was there for uh color out of space and man i thought uh i think our relationship was a rocky spot on that movie (laughs) (laughs) that's a mean thing to put on uh patron (laughs) dylan have you ever seen eyes wide shut Eyes wide shut. Never heard of it. What's uh, you that should one watch about? it with muds. Dude. Just watch it with muds, and then. Or just come over. I usually <laughs> watch it with friends. <laughs> it's a good Christmas. Another movie. bad experience. Kirk won't have the Patreon. Okay. Movie, was Sounds good. <laughs> I will not watch that one then. Yeah. It was great. My it's got eyes some deep will be wide shut on that one. It does have some deep meanings. Oh, well, I love a good movie. deep meaning. When it's I can appreciate what you got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we appreciate. What you Basically, got. like Mr. For Fantastic Fox. Like Mr. Fox. Oh my God! We found it. It was sex. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to add. This movie is a complete delight. I think this one is, is one I'll be rewatching uh, pretty often. And now I'm going to be a Wes Anderson head. I'm going to go ahead mm. and watch some more of these, these films. So, uh, there you go. Thank you again for the recommendation. This was uh, a lot of fun. So, there you go. Well, there we go. Yes, again, a big thank you to Joshua Wright. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to review this movie. And thank you for supporting the network uh, like you have been for the past little bit. So we do appreciate it. We hope you appreciate this review. And uh, until next time, not be boring. Bye-bye. Peace.